Hello, folks, and uh, welcome to episode two of the Eurohoop Pod, the Eurohoops uh, podcast. I'm Antonis Strogilakis, and I'm once again joined by my co-host, Adigoni Zahari. Adigoni, what's up? Hello, folks. <laughs> How are you? All is good. Busy week. Busy week. Busy weekend, it's going to get uh, much busier because we have uh, the, the Euroleague. The Euroleague round two ahead of us. Some interesting games in this round and some interesting uh, picks to get for your fantasy team. But before we head there, mm. let's begin with the big news of the day, which is uh, nothing else than Pau Gasol, the Spanish legend, two-time NBA champion. I have lost count on how many medals he's got with the national team, uh, Olympic medal, of them. <laughs> world champion. I mean, uh, there's a huge... I mean, at the only we usually make those tweets in uh, at Eurohoops where we put all the achievements, all the individual and team achievements the player right. has. Uh, I think Pau would exceed the 280 characters limit. <laughs> yeah, I think he, we would need, I don't know, we would need the, the, to make a special petition to Twitter in order to accommodate uh, <laughs> true, true. All, all lists, all medals, all caps, all titles, everything that uh, Pau Gasol has uh, achieved in a spectacular uh, career, a dreamy career. Uh, I, the only thing that uh, the guy was missing was an Olympic uh, gold medal, gold medal. Uh, because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's it's inevitable, you know, because uh, since we have uh, Team USA around, if you weren't Argentina back in uh, 2004, uh, that was that was it, that was your opportunity. <laughs> that was the thing. Right. <laughs> since then, there's no chance for any other team to win um, gold medal in the Olympic Games. Some uh, interesting things by Pau Gasol and, uh, of course, the, the one um, the thing that uh, stood out was the fact that he had to actually fight back tears when he talked about Kobe Bryant. What a moment that he got, right? It was a very emotional moment and you could see it in his face that, uh, you know, he, he teared up and it was very, very precious to remember his friend in this way, in this very special day for him. And uh, yeah, and let's not forget that uh, he he named his uh, his uh, daughter, his first daughter actually, after Gianna Bryant. Of uh, course, yes. Kobe's daughter that oh. passed uh, away, that uh, died in the accident with uh, her father. So mm-hmm. it was uh, wow. I, I mean, this moment, uh, you know, it's crazy. It's a, it's a bit sad that uh, we we have to say it that way, but this was actually. Uh, unfortunately, this was the highlight of the event, and I say unfortunately because, as Kobe, as uh, excuse me, as uh, Pau said it himself, uh, if life wasn't so unfair, then Kobe would be there to say his own farewell to to his uh, former uh, friend and teammate. But uh, Kobe couldn't be there because we know why. Unfortunately, right. So let's lift up the spirit a bit, and yeah, I will ask you a question. Um, when you hear the name Pau Gasol, or when you were watching the ceremony today, which was the first memory of Pau Gasol that came to your mind? The first memory? Wow, there are two memories that I have for Pau Gasol, and there are both. weird <laughs> memories actually. Okay, the first, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is there is a picture of him screaming. In the, and that's the moment, that's the game. There's a picture of him screaming, a very famous picture of him shouting, screaming, whatever, 
and it's from the semi-final game of Spain against France from the 2015 Eurobasket. I mean, yes, I don't remember exactly the numbers, but it was a one-man show from Pau Gasol. 40 points. What? 40 um, points, if I remember correctly. 40 points, and uh, for, uh, but it was it was it wasn't much, you know, about the numbers. It was the fact that it was one man against an against an army. He was competing himself against the whole French team. He single-handedly led France uh, to the final and then to the to the title, of course. It was. I don't uh, know if we. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, okay. I don't know if we remember the same picture, but uh, from this game. There yeah. is a picture of him uh, where Basol, Gasol stands in the front and he's kind of blurred and there's the entire French team on the background with uh, Nicolas Batum, uh, Young Leo Westerman, Boris Diao, all of the, the great guys of France and there's just Gasol standing in front, kind of blurred, but you know what happened in that game so that picture becomes more precious. It's sad that we cannot put it in the podcast somehow for people to see, but wow. It, it's another picture, the one I'm talking about. Uh, there is uh, Pau uh, on the foreground, but um, there's this this, uh, this image. And I also, this may sound weird to you. I have the image of him uh, sitting at the bench of Spain. He wasn't mm-hmm. playing, but it was the World Cup final of 2006. And I remember this game vividly because, you know, Greece had just uh, had been to the final after the historic win against Team USA. And, right. uh, you know, many people considered uh, Greece to be the favorite of sorts. I know for a fact that we considered them the favorite to win the tournament <laughs> because, um, because Pau Gasol was injured and he couldn't play. And he was uh, sitting at the bench wearing his jeans and I really, really, really remember the image. Perhaps I remember the, this image mostly about this game because I want to forget the rest of the game. How <laughs> good a place in the rest of the game. But um, anyway, what is your uh, fondest memory of Pau Gasol, the strongest memory? For sure, it has to be that 40 game, 40 point game against France. Uh, I remember watching the game and being completely stunned because it was this French NT that was really strong and you know when we hear about 40 point performances we tend to think that the other team you know may not have chemistry or may not have great players or anything but that was not the case so that was one really fond memory and the other one doesn't really have to do with basketball but it has to do with a letter he wrote basically on the Players' Tribune in 2018. He was defending Becky Hammond and all the backlash that existed back then for Hammond. And he kind of traced back to his childhood and growing up with uh, his mother, which is a doctor and his father who is a nurse and how people confuse the two occupations just because of the stereotypes that exist. So that letter really made me reevaluate not just uh, the place of women's basketball, but how active players, men players in the sport can really be great advocates for women's basketball. That was, uh, that was something that you also shared with Kobe. 
I mean, uh, Kobe also paid, uh, you know, special attention to women's basketball. Now that you that you mentioned it, uh, he cared about uh, women's basketball, and uh, you know, uh, that's uh, that's another thing. Uh, Gianna, uh, Gianna was um, it was discussed that uh, not only Gianna played basketball and uh, she was probably en route to to a big professional career, but she also kind of reminded of Kobe. That's what pe- what what people. Uh, Uh, we're saying anyhow uh, right. yeah let's <laughs> let's try to lift up the mood again because uh, the more we talk about it and the more i remember how emotional uh, Pau Gasol uh, went uh, when when he remembered Kobe and how he and when he talked about how he misses Kobe uh, it's not very easy uh, i see... know i know but it's inevitable to think about it because of the strong friendship and everything they shared together But you know, okay, let's leave this period. <laughs> yeah, you know, Pau Gasol uh, does uh, does so many things outside of basketball, and uh, I'm. Uh, it will be interesting to see if he, if you know, if he keeps getting himself busy with basketball. I don't know from which position, executive position, an owner position. He may do anything he likes. Uh, I don't it know. It wouldn't if... be surprising if uh, he would get involved in women's basketball more. Or uh, I don't know. It, it would it would surprise me, but it wouldn't come as a shock, you know. Uh, now that you put it that way. I mean, if anything, I would love to see him getting involved in women's basketball even more. So that is an option. <laughs> that is always yeah. an option. Anyway, and... a, a great career for uh, by Pau Gasol and. Uh, You know, a very it was an overall uh, emotional uh, speech. The way he talked about uh, his family, his uh, his teammates, his former teammates. I mean, Sergio Kevitus and Juan Carlos Navarro attended the event, of course, and uh, the way he talked about uh, the process he made from uh, recovering from an injury he had that uh, it almost was career-ending. But in the end, he managed to recover, and uh, he got into a shape that allowed him to continue playing basketball. He played with Barcelona, and a main reason he did that was uh, for uh, his baby daughter to 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 witness. I can't say what he played, but yeah. at least bear witness to be there. That was cute. That yeah. was really cute. He, because obviously, uh, the daughter. It's a baby. It's uh, one year old and a month, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, something like that. But he wanted uh, his baby girl to be in the stands to to see her father, even though just to witness her father playing. That was cute. You know, maybe in the future the roles can be reversed, and if uh, his daughter <laughs> decides to take a basketball yeah, profession, yeah, he may watch. Yeah, he may watch uh, his uh, daughter play. You never know. And speaking of uh, women's basketball in general uh, and Pau Gasol being an advocate for that, um, just a reminder for all of our ladies listening to this podcast, FIBA is running a competition at the moment to find their next commentator for the 2022 FIBA World Cup in Australia, Women's World Cup. And the competition runs until October 10. So, If you want to check it out, go to fiba.basketball slash she got game to fill in your application and who knows, maybe you become the next big sportscaster in the sport. You know, I'm rooting for you. 
in case you, I don't know if you. <laughs> Um, I haven't submitted an application yet, but I'm strongly thinking about it. <laughs> anyway, from uh, and speaking uh, of FIBA uh, right now, we had the Basketball Champions League actually beginning this week. It uh, it began yesterday because uh, FIBA and the Basketball Champions League has established this uh, Monday games to begin the new season, and uh, the reigning champion plays in these games, and the reigning champion won. San Pablo Burgos uh, beat um, Besiktas 82-74. Vitor Benite, uh, who else uh, stood out from uh, Burgos with 27 points and uh, four assists? We had an interesting performance, an interesting possible Champions League uh, uh, debut from uh, Ronde Hollis Jefferson with uh, 15 points. Uh, Ronde Hollis Jefferson. Uh, is uh, definitely someone to watch ahead uh, of uh, the new NBA season. He's not uh, the only guy, but I'm 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 talking about uh, Rodney Hollis Jefferson because he's one of the many former NBAers mm-hmm. who who made their uh, who who will play in the Basketball Champions League uh, this season. Some of them are making the the debut in Europe overall. This season, and uh, Adigoni, we had uh, an interesting feature on on Eurobooks about uh, the subject, right? Our fellow editor Stefan Georgievic, uh, high step, has prepared a very interesting and uh, insightful post about those players who are ready to make their basketball Champions League debut this season. And as you said, the season has started already. Some of them we already have seen and we will evaluate their performances in a bit. And there is just one guy that has yet to make his debut on uh, Wednesday for you for listening to the podcast. Who is that guy? Uh, you said you have Elizabeth. Didn't they all play? Uh, no, we ha- uh, no, 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 because we, ha- we have also the games tomorrow on Wednesday. So who is this guy, Adigoni? Don't give us some suspense. <laughs> well, he's a very well-known guy, guy so... Drum roll, please. No? Okay. <laughs> Norris Cole. That's Norris the Cole. name. Okay, we got it. Uh, because I was I was trying to find the players again and uh, because we mentioned Rodney Hollis Jefferson, Rodney Hollis Jefferson was included uh, on that list. That list also included Jordan Bond and um, the name that stood out basically was Anthony Bennett, a former number one pick in the NBA draft uh, in 2013. Well, uh, things didn't go exactly well for him uh, in the NBA. I mean, he never met the expectations um, of the Cleveland Cavaliers when they picked him uh, with a number one pick back in the day. Interestingly enough, uh, Bennett uh, went to Europe uh, before. I mean, this isn't his European debut uh, overall. Uh, He also had a team with uh, Fenerbahce and he became a EuroLeague champion. With Fenerbahce, he 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 wasn't a big contributor. He didn't play much, but yeah, he lifted that trophy in the end, along with the rest of the Fenerbahce team. And uh, Bennett had quite the basketball Champions League debut tonight, right, Adigoni? Twenty-one points uh, in an intense game, a crazy game as it turned out to be, but a very positive debut, and I think he will have an impact on Hapoel. Um, so, uh, I don't know, I will not evaluate tonight's team too much because uh, 
you can never rest assured with Bonzi Colson on the other side of the court. But I'm looking forward to seeing more from him in the Basketball Champions League. Yeah, well, for Adori Bennett, it will be a great opportunity. You know, uh, he's on a team, uh, he has some uh, some really good teammates, including Thornmaker, another player who made uh, our list, uh, former first-round pick by the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Thornmaker had um, had some good runs in the NBA, but again, uh, he never managed to to fully establish himself on the league. I mean, he, he didn't, uh, he, he's also another player that who didn't exactly uh, reached, uh, didn't exactly reach his potential. But uh, speaking of Bennett, yeah, uh, you know, uh, it, it's, I like the way if you say you said it that you never, you can never feel safe with Bonzi Golson around, because uh, I actually wrote the game, wrote the the short report uh, about this game at Eurohoops, and I almost had the report ready uh, ah. about uh, you know Anthony Bennett signing in his basketball Champions League debut, and then uh, boom. Bonzi Colson happens, and why did you do that to me, Bonzi Colson? Uh, that's something I will never forgive of you because I almost had the whole thing ready, and then Bonzi Colson uh, hits uh, not exactly a buzzer beater, but it was an impressive game winner mm-hmm. with less than a second uh, remaining. The three pointer that had the uh, Pinar Karsiyaka, uh, the win over uh, Hapoel Jerusalem on the road. Well, what a way to make a debut! Uh, to make no a debut in the season for Casilla, an 86-84 win. Uh, Bonsi Colson, Adigoni, another former NBA player who is uh, who's appeared in the in the, um, in the basketball Champions League, and uh, and we've seen him last weekend recording a career high against. Uh, I think. Please don't kill me, guys. Um, it was Bachches Bachches here. Yeah, uh, it takes I some always... time to get used to that weird name. Right. You know, <laughs> the more you say it, the more you get used to it. Right. Uh, 41 points, uh, a crazy game again. So, with that in mind, I was expecting something big from him on, in tonight's game. So. Yeah, well, he's on a roll. He's on a roll. And, uh, you know, you know, uh, he had the, he had a good game overall, but it wasn't in the final minute that he truly erupted. He scored eight points in the final minute, including that game winner. So uh, to sum things up about the basketball Champions League, we had the, of course that uh, big performance by, by Vitor Benite in uh, Monday's game, and um, tonight we had of course uh, Pinar Kasiakas win over Hapoel Jerusalem. Uh, Ludwigsburg uh, or MHP reason, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Pete Sassari, 94-81. Cluj Napoca, the Romanian team, uh, they had their. That was a surprise. The, uh, the victory of Cluj against the Orsafaka, right? Right, 66-60. Yeah, 66-60 win. Uh, Cluj Napoca, a debutant in the basketball Champions League regular season. They played uh, some. They had some seasons where they tried to get to the regular season uh, by the qualifying rounds, but they were always eliminated and now they made it to the big stage, to the regular season. Igokea defeated Pauk 68-64 and uh, Lavrio, another newcomer in the Basketball Champions League, beat Dijon 65-63. Perhaps this was a surprise as well. 
really defense dominant games, most of them. I mean, we had the high scoring game, a bit of a high scoring game of Ludwigsburg against Sassari. And of course, we had the, the best game of the round so far in Jerusalem against Pinar Karsiyaka. Uh, well, if the other games are the, the one like the, the Karsiyaka Jerusalem game, then we're in for a treat <laughs> for uh, Wednesday's uh, matches. And well, after... it's going to be a blast for sure because we also have another debut on Wednesday and uh, another player on Stefan's list, uh, Norris Cole, as we said, is going to make his Basketball Champions League debut. Uh, to, to uh, yeah, not not exactly his debut. Uh, sorry, the only <laughs> he he, um, did play, he did play the Basketball Champions League with uh, Sigita Savellino back right, in uh, 2018. Right. But uh, yeah, uh, he's maybe, he's returning. Okay, my he's bad. Returning. Guys. He's returning. Yeah. So Norris Cole, uh, a former NBA champion, a former two-time NBA two-time champion. NBA champion indeed. Yeah, with the Miami Heat, we have seen uh, great things from uh, impressive things from Norris Cole in his um, European round so far. Uh, he had uh, he had a solid uh, individual uh, Euroleague season with uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv. He had great numbers in uh, Eurocup with Monaco. He's played basically in every single European competition. Um, I don't think he made the FIBA Europe Cup. Uh, maybe I'm mistaken, but uh, I really think I'm not. So no, you're not. You're not. Yeah. So let's see how far he will uh, carry Unicaja Malaga. Malaga is a basketball Champions League debutant. Uh, after many years in Europe, Euro Cup, the the Spanish side decided to enter the basketball Champions League this season, and uh, of course. They are one of the of the favorites to win the title. You know, maybe we have a we have a really uh, a Spanish empire in the basketball Champions League, right? Adigoni, I mean Burgos, and now maybe right. Malaga, Tenerife. And we also have Tenerife, of course. Um, let's see, let's see. Spanish teams are always known to be very dominant in European competition, so you never know what happens. Tenerife is also going to make uh, their they're they're gonna have their season opener on Wednesday as well against another another basketball Champions League debutant. We have Promete. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Yeah, Until probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure exactly on how they are uh, it's pronounced anyway. Promete from Ukraine, their basketball Champions League uh, debut as well. Uh, this is a game. This game, I think, and Unicaja Malaga Nizhny are the two matches that stand out, at least, at least for me, from Wednesday's games. And I would also put Galatasaray, Aaron Inberg. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Hopefully. Let's see. Let's see what uh, we'll have in the, in the next stretch of games of round one of the basketball uh, Champions League. So, Adioni, after the Basketball Champions League, uh, we talked about the Tuesday games, we talked about the Wednesday games, we have Euroleague action on Thursday and Friday, right? And yes, it's going to be very intense, many interesting rematches happening in this round. Let's uh, let's talk about the games, Let's the, the matchups at least. For now, we have Zalgiris against Zenit, uh, Panathinaikos against Fenerbahce, Maccabi against Cervena Zvezda and Bayern Munich against Barcelona. These are the games that will be played on Thursday and then on Friday. We have Unix 
Monaco a rematch of last season's uh, Euro Cup finals. Anadolu FS Ceseca Moscow, Alba Berlin Asvel, Olympiacos Real Madrid and Basconia Olympia Milano. This is the game that will conclude round two of the Euroleague regular season. So, Adigoni, uh, I know that you are a Euroleague fantasy enthusiast. Uh, I mean, you have been and you may be again. Yes, used to right? be, to, to be more precise. Okay, so since you since you are, uh, you know, re-embracing the love for the Euroleague fantasy game, uh, I want you to give me five players that uh, are, are must-haves, in your opinion, for this week. Let's see, I will take my shot. I decided to create my first team for the season for round two. Um, so, starting with Jalen, Jalen Smith from Alba Berlin. They play against Asheville at home. Um, Smith is expected to receive more minutes on the court, given that Marcus Eriksson is sidelined with a back injury. Um, it's going to be a very interesting game. Alba really needs to pick up a win, and they also need to step up and find their own rhythm. It's going to be a bit tough without Eriksson, but if they can get this win, they can start rolling, and I trust that they can do that against Asheville. Number two on your list. Moving on with uh, Jordan Lloyd from Zenit. They play against Jalgiris this week. Um, Jordan Lloyd is worth 11.1 credits, and sorry, Smith is also worth nine, just an FYI. So for Lloyd, though, the way I thought about it was that uh, Zenit has absences. Napier is absent from the rotation, so what else to expect other than Lloyd get the ball more often, create and be active on the court and against Jalgiris that really hasn't been that much convincing, at least in game one. So a valued choice, budget choice, you can always trust in him and you can keep him even for the next rounds before his price goes up. Yeah, and uh, it, it's it's a safe bet that one can make that Lloyd uh, may be one of the players that uh, his price will, will go up and you can, uh, I don't know, get rid of him, trade him, do whatever you want or keep him. True. Me too. Uh, but you can also trade players. That's a new feature they have, at least for this year. Um, in case someone gets injured or anything happens, you can always trade right before the start of the game which is very good. And let's move on with uh, the third choice for this team. It's going to be Sasa Vezenkov from Olympiakos. They play against Real Madrid. Sasa Vezenkov is a very reliable choice uh, for Olympiakos. He can fill the stat sheet basically, and that's what we expect him to do. That's his role in this team, this fantasy team. He is worth 11.3 credits, another budget choice. Um, and I expect him to cost even more in the coming round. So you can always uh, invest and select carefully early. So to have a strong team, you know, as the season progresses. You know, Vezekov uh, so far has been my favorite uh, choice out of all the players you named for two reasons. A, I believe he will be play a lot. He will play a lot more than he did against Basconia. He had uh, 
16 points against Basconia, but here's the thing, he scored 12 of them in the in the first quarter of the game and uh, that that quarter uh, finished uh, with Olympiacos up by 15 points and basically Olympiacos then proceeded to roll over Basconia and uh, finished the game with a blowout win. So Bezekov didn't really need to take more attempts to play a lot, he played just 22 minutes or rebound the ball as he as he usually does but he will be needed to do these things against Real I mean, I mean um, Olympiacos has, be, uh, has been playing really well so far in the EuroLeague and Greece but I don't see them you know blowing out <laughs> Real Madrid to be honest the way they did Basconia so they will need they will need uh, more things uh, potentially from Vesenkov but you know he had 16 peer against against uh, Basconia so even if he finishes with 20 That would be a really good number for you, right? Indeed. And if Olympiacos gets the win, you never know. You also get extra credits for the win. So Very true. there's always this factor to keep in mind. Plus, he is a player I would really keep regardless of uh, the outcome in round two. Because, as we said, he's one of the most reliable choices on Olympiacos' roster. So really worth considering, if you ask me. And who's your next choice? Moving on, we have Mario Hezonia from Unix Kazan in this 2021 uh, EuroCup Finals rematch against Monaco. Hezonia is a new face on Unix, and so far he has been quite productive. He can really do more for his team, and I expect that the game against Monaco is going to be that game when he really steps up. Onyx really needs a win to, you know, get a boost, lift their spirits a bit. Let's see if they can manage to do that against the the former, let's say, rivals in Eurocup, now yeah. in Euroleague. Yeah, indeed. And your lucky number five? Lucky number five is my captain as well. So, Jalen Reynolds, Maccabi Tel Aviv. Here's another guy I really plan to keep around for next round as well. Well, unless he scores like minus eight or something and really damages my credits. He's currently worth 12.6, which is kind of an expensive choice, but I suspect that his price might go up even more after the game against Cervenas Vezda. I expect him to be productive, get um you know under the basket grab those rebounds and this is the reason i picked him as my captain as well because uh, he will earn extra credits for his job as a captain on the team well <laughs> in a way in a way you are uh, you know you're rooting for maccabi tel aviv you know let's let's not let's be honest right because you expect uh, um, for to, this <laughs> your captain to produce a lot <laughs> For credits reasons, yes, okay. I'll say I will. Sorry, Red Star fans, but uh, you know, fantasy Uber Alice right now. We need that boost on the fantasy. We still love you guys. Yeah, yeah, true. We do. Yes, Jalen Raylons, who had the start of season last uh, year with uh, Bayern Munich, one, yes, the, his breakthrough season actually in Euroleague. So let's see if he can begin delivering with Maccabi and uh, why not this game against uh, Cervanas Vesda might be a good first uh, first start right 
So, uh, uh, good luck, Antigone, with your fantasy team. Thank you very much. Well, uh, to close up the fantasy, let's introduce a familiar face, Reynolds, my coach for this week. Um, sorry. Well, I made a change. We had a talk, but I made a change just now as I was scrolling the coaches and I decided to ultimately go with Andrea Trinkeri for this round. Wow. It's Justin, Justin. Uh, I guess they Barcelona. play against By Barcelona. Way, last season, Bayern Munich beat Barcelona uh, twice, if I'm not mistaken. It was a sweep. True. Um, it's a different so season, different Munich, dynamics. So essentially, you believe that Bayern Munich will beat Barcelona three times in a row. I don't remember the last team that did that against Barcelona. I don't even I don't even know if Real Madrid has ever done that. Well, it's always a risk, but if that risk plays out for the price of Andrea Trinchetti in the fantasy, it's going to be a blast. So I know it might sound kind of weird thinking of it from a playing perspective, but thinking of of fantasy and how you can use the coach for the next rounds as well and bearing in mind how credits go up and down this is why i decided to make a last minute change i initially had ergin ataman uh, which would be a more safe choice but i decided to you know go for it and see what happens Good luck then, Adioni. Uh, <laughs> thank be, you, thank you. Uh, you know, uh, if Atleti makes the 3-0, because it will be 3-0, if we take into account last season's games against Barcelona, then uh, more points for you. <laughs> the better your fantasy team can be in the future. Okay, so that's a wrap. We will get back to that next week, let's see, uh, indeed, with an update. And uh, that's a wrap for episode 2 of Eurohoop Pod, the Eurohoop's uh, new podcast. Uh, Adigoni, uh, where can people hear us? Well, if you want to stay in touch, you can follow us on Spotify or on SoundCloud, any platform of your choice, or you can find us on anchor.fm, or you can keep checking eurohoops.net and our social media. We will post whenever we have a new podcast, so stay tuned for that. But subscribe, it's always better. We always prefer that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, guys and girls, uh, thank you for listening to uh, episode two of the Europe's uh, podcast from uh, Adigon Zahari and uh, Amador Strogilakis. Thank you for listening to us and uh, see you next week, uh, hopefully with a really, really, really interesting guest, right, Adigoni? Indeed, stay tuned for that. And as we said, don't forget to follow and stay tuned. Farewell, everyone. Goodbye, guys.